Alrighty, welcome back. Play by play with Jordan Hughes, another podcast. Joined today, a very special guest. He's a, a dual code superstar, Bond University national champion, Sevens 15, Queensland Reds, Brisbane Broncos, Australian Presidents, Burley Bears, and newly signed to the Canberra Raiders. And one of the most bubbly, joyful characters I've ever met, Sophie Holloman. Welcome. That's an awesome intro. Thanks, Jordy. You deserve it. How are good, you? Yeah, good. Um, I'm happy to be here. Good to have a chat with you. Oh, it's been good to uh, sort of get it going. So, how's life? What's been happening? Oh, it's um, it's good. I've been extremely busy with work. Um, obviously playing BMD at the moment, so just juggling that work um, footy balance at the moment, and obviously thinking about making the move down to Canberra in a couple of weeks' time. So. Um, yeah, probably just a bit on edge at the moment, to be honest, because, um, yeah, very stuck in routine normally. So, yeah, thinking about the move, it's a bit nerve-wracking, but I'm super excited. So, obviously, we'll run through your you know, pretty busy career you've had, but to touch on it first, playing for the Burley Bears at the moment into the grand final coming up, uh, how's the season been for the Bears? Honestly, it's one of the funnest teams I've ever played for. Um, so much talent, so much younger talent. Um, and obviously I get to play with people like Doozy who I got to play with, um, at the Broncos. So that's been fun. So much fun. Um, and a whole group of us are actually heading down to the Raiders. So that's even better. So, um, we've been able to start working on like a lot of combos and things already. And then, um, yeah, it's just been, it's flown to be honest. It's gone really quickly. Another short women's season, um, seven rounds, got through the finals on the weekend, um, Won that semi and yeah, through to the grand final, which is so sick. Is Loz Brown in that team as well? Oh, well, she's supposed to be. Um, and uh, she's got into the fiery, so she's up in oh, Brizzy at the right. moment. Yeah, so um, that would have been good. But nah, she, um, yeah, she's taking a break over the BMD season. Kind of looking, I think, more into the Titan season now. And um, yeah, looking further ahead into her career, so... So matching against a good mate of yours, Emily Bass, on the weekend against Wyndham, how's that going to go? Oh, so good. I said to her on the weekend, I saw her after our game and I was like, bring it on, can't wait. Um, we actually had a chat with Setu who um, had a little group chat and he obviously just said like, that's so exciting for both of us to be up against each other. But kind of feels weird to be honest because we've always been in a team together. We've never kind of versed each other. So um, that was the first, I think, what was it, round six we versed each other. Um, but yeah, now we'll be versing each other probably in our very first final. How good. I'll show you go looking for it. Oh, shot I can't or... wait. I mean, I'm in the middle and she's on the wings and I'll try and find her somehow, but no, nah, it'll be good. It'll yeah, be really nice. good. Um, so we sort of start from the top, uh, I guess your childhood, you were from Tasmania, uh, Launceston, if I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, we sort of start from the beginning, I guess, what was your childhood like? Um, I guess somewhat unique in, in Tassie. Yeah. Um, Grew up on a farm, Waggy Farm, um, so weekends were motorbikes, building cubby houses, um, just on the back of the motorbike with dad, moving cattle, things like that. Um, loved it, to be honest. Um, had a Shetland pony, loved horse riding with my cousins. Um, and yeah, my mum actually lived in town, um, so parents were weren't together um, growing up, so always like back and forth, um, yeah, that sort of childhood, uh, week on, week off kind of thing. And, um, yeah, kind of got the best of both worlds, to be honest. So, um, yeah, got to live in town for, you know, 
a week where I got to spend some time with my mates and from school and things like that. And then, yeah, back onto the farm the week after. So, so a Wagyu cattle farm, what, talk me through that. I have no idea. What's the process? You're on the tools? beef. Yeah? The best? Yes, the best. Um, So, yeah, dad has had that. We used to have a timber yard as well. So, used to help like racking timber, things like that. Um, And then dad kind of moved into obviously the Wagyu. Um, But, yeah, it was just like marking cattle up in the stockyards, like just helping dad out where I could. Um, pretty much just getting in the way. Um, <laughs> just loved it though. My sisters and I are causing a muck. Do you reckon that's where your, I guess your work ethic stems from? That sort of, I guess, tough yakka childhood in a way or? Yeah, definitely. And dad, like, oh, we had like a PlayStation and dad never used to let us sit inside during the day. Like we'd be like, okay, it's morning, go out. And he'd lock, the, <laughs> he'd lock us out. So then we'd have to just like make ourselves just do, under, best. do our best outside and just find something to do so um probably yeah we started all working um just out of the love for it really he didn't make us work but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I reckon actually definitely I um obviously probably had to grow up pretty quickly um when we moved up here because uh, mum moved back down to Tassie so um pretty young age just finished school mm. Um, yeah, so work ethic, I think between my sisters, my brother and I has always, like, it's always been pretty high. If you look at your sporting start, what was it like in Tassie? What was the sports that sort of got your interest uh, early on? I, well, I'll have to tell you a story. Hit me. Um, I used to do athletics and I loved it. And my stepmom and my dad used to pick me up and take me every weekend. And I was always so competitive. And they always tell me about this one race where, this new girl came to athletics and I, you know, I used to win every single race and this new girl came and she's pretty good. And they said I was just cruising along, running the 100 metres and um, she started coming up <laughs> next to me and they still remember it, this look of like, hell nah. And I've just <laughs> gone absolutely flowing through, won the race. But I have always been like that, super competitive. I love trying literally every sport so I think in school like cross country um yeah loved athletics uh played a lot of basketball growing up um basketball was really popular um during school down there um what else did I do down there AFL lots of AFL oh, yeah. yeah it would make sense big, yeah. big day recently for Tassie getting their AFL team I know well. stoked for them that's awesome and it's um Definitely the grassroots down there. Everyone loves playing AFL, so yeah. So there was no league, no union going on early? I didn't even know what it was. So. E- no, neither of them? No, had no idea. And when you're growing up too down there, I feel like you're just watching AFL. Is it a bit of a bubble being in Tassie too, I guess? You know, Hands down, yeah. yeah. You take a flight and you're like, oh, there's other What's places. What's this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so then obviously you made the move to the coast and you went to Merrimount. Um, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So then that's where the introduction of first footy began? Yeah. Yeah. So I, again, me being me was just like, oh, I'll just try whatever. I was like, rugby, tackle. That sounds fun. I'll give it a go. And um, yeah, I played some sevens games. Um, and then I had Mike Elliston, Jess Elliston's dad, be like, hey, you need to come, like, come try play for Gators. Um and yeah, have a few games, see how you go. 
And yeah, I did. And I loved it. It was so fun. And that was like my first like club sport up here. So how old are you at this point? Oh, like year, year 11. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been that. When did you move here? 16 year old. I moved here in 2013. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's been 10 years now. There you go. Oh, shit, I'm getting old. That's when I was finishing school. Yeah. So that's when we get um, So obviously now you you love the rough stuff. You're a very physical enforcer. Yeah. How did you go to the contact early on? Was it natural for you or you sort of took some time? No, natural. I loved it. Yeah. I think I've got a bit of a ticker. Like I just, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, no, I loved it. And I never had that barrier that I had to be like, Oh, contact. I just ran around like a psycho pretty much. Probably worse off than it, then than I am now. Yeah, okay. And mm. then um, I guess the Bond University came knocking their Sevens program. I think Ben Gollings, uh, the Sevens legend, was the coach at the time. How did that sort of come to be to come over there? Um, I think, yeah, he came to a couple of our Gators games, um, obviously because he was just scouting for the Bond Sevens team. Um, and, yeah, I was lucky enough to get selected in that. I had no idea of the rules of sevens yet though. So I just like play sevens and kind of just had a crack, had no left to right pass, <laughs> couldn't spiral ball. I was just grab the ball and run. Um, so I was super nervous going into that because it felt like a, a lot more professional environment. And I know obviously like, um, yeah, going into like Aeon, I guess it's not seen as like a massive competition or whatever, but um, being around the likes of like Millie Boyle and um, Georgia Page and things like that who, you know. Being, Somewhat established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I was so nervous but I learnt so much from them. Um, and, yeah, from that kind of just kept learning and Ben took the time with me to teach me how to pass a ball, to teach me the rules to play. So... Super grateful for him. I don't think I've ever told him that. And I think it plays on my mind a bit. I'm like, I must send him a message to say thank you because I honestly, um, yeah, learnt so much from him as a coach. Um, and he was awesome. He was really good. Because he's the head coach now of the Fijian men's side. So yeah. he's um, certainly killing it. Yeah, absolutely. And he was, um, yeah, he, he really took the time to teach the girls how to play footy. You look at that Aon comp, that was sort of the first pathway for women's sevens. Obviously, the, the Australian women won the gold medal and then this program began, this national competition, because uh, Bond was in it. Um, of course, the, you probably noticed the standard when it first started obviously wasn't great. And then you look at it now, how much it's progressed and you being a part of it from a long, uh, long period, you could really tell, couldn't you? Mm, definitely. I think each year we played in it, it was like, oh, it's feeling like a bit more professional each year. And you kind of saw more pathways each year too. It wasn't just a competition you're going to play. It's like, okay, if I do this, then, you know, I like play well in this and you can make QAS. And if you make that squad, then obviously there's opportunities to go and travel, um, Aussie development, things like that. Um, I think girls are heading down to um, Sydney now for sevens camps and things that honestly, it's so much better each year. It gets better. If you look at sort of the Bond team over those number of years, it was pretty stacked. The likes of Boyle, as you said, we had those Irish yeah. girls come over, Stacey Flood, all playing on the World Series. You had obviously Catholic come back. For you, being a youngster, what was it like being around that calibre pretty early on? Well, because I had no idea of the sport really, I didn't really know. Probably, probably a good thing. <laughs> Actually, yeah, probably. Um, and I think the more time that went on, I was like, yeah, so grateful to have been surrounded by those like, types of people because you learn um, 
how to train and on field, off field, um, and how to just be a part of a more professional team, to be honest. And Ben really drilled that into us early on. Uh, these are the standards that I want for you guys as a female team. And some of those things I've taken into, like, just even like your prep before a game and things like that, getting off your phone, um, massive um, focus on mental game too. Like Ben was a coach that um, made like an hour session in the Arvo to be purely just on like your mental game. And that's massive for a woman in sport too because you definitely overthink a lot and put Especially a lot in of sevens too. Yeah, it puts so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. So the, you look at results at Bonsai. We sort of started pretty, you know, off and on mm. uh, to start, and then twenty twenty one, we finally won the nationals. Uh, take me back to that moment and how special it was for you. I still look at it as one as like, as one of my best sporting um, experiences to date. To be honest, it was so good, especially because that Saturday um, we f- like were terrible and then we knew that Sunday morning we had to win that game otherwise we were in that fifth and sixth playoff and we're like remember having a conversation with some of the girls being like we're literally playing like we could be playing off a fifth and sixth at home at bond no we can't let that happen and we'd lost to Sydney Uni by quite a lot on the what day was that on the Saturday and then on the Sunday morning, we knew we were playing them. And it was a pretty early game too. And we came out firing and we smashed them. Like we didn't just beat them, we smashed them. And I think from that, we just got so much confidence to be like, yeah, we can win this. And going through each game and then getting to the end and being like, we just won. It was unreal. And with that group of girls that we had too, even better. Some of us were obviously the OGs who'd been there from the start and then you have like the likes of Maddie, Levi and Tegan. You see how well they're doing now. Um, to be a part of that as well is awesome. I was going to touch on the Levi twins, uh, sisters, sorry. They were um, basically in, twins. Basically. <laughs> um, they were in that side and no one heard of them at that stage. They were playing a bit of AFL, came and tried their hand at sevens and you look at them now. They're, Maddie, obviously global superstar. Tegan's right behind her. It's pretty cool, their story as well. Unreal. Like... Probably two of the most humble players I've ever come across as well and just the best people. So for them, they're such hard workers and I think to see them shining the way they are now, is it's they're honestly just where they're supposed to be. Um, they're doing so well, yeah. So then obviously uh, I guess 15 sort of came along, um, making the switch. What was that like? How did the, What was your first experience playing the uh, longer form of the game? So I didn't even... Even when I was playing sevens, I didn't know what 15s was. And that still blows my mind because, like, even, you know, watching the boys play and things, like, I had no idea. Um, and I remember the first training, Lawrence got us all together, all the sevens girls, and was like, all right, we're starting a 15s team. This is 2020, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, so pre-COVID. And we were doing some trainings and he was trying to teach us how to set up a pod shape and we're like what is a pod shape like we had no idea and he was shocked at how little we knew about 15 because completely different games oh yeah so different and i remember him like just taking his hat off and slamming it on the <laughs> ground and he's like no nah, what am do. i doing here <laughs> honestly he was so frustrated um 
But then I think because we were we all had that sevens background, once we got that first game in um, and, you know, got that win against Sunnybank, uh, we knew we were all kind of in the right spot. We loved it, absolutely loved it. And we had such a good core group of girls again um, that just wanted to give it a crack. So, um, yeah, loved it. it do you so find good. that you probably suited 15 more than seven as you went on? Do you, do you have a preference? Hmm, no, don't have a preference. I love them both for different things. Yeah. I think sevens, I love it because um, there's so much space and um, I just love running the ball. So I think it just suited me. Fifteens, um, obviously you just love contact. So I felt like you could put better shots on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit of you yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I love them both for different reasons. So then I guess what next came was your form was getting really good and the Queensland Reds came knocking in that Super W competition. Uh, how did that come to be in you know, your first crack at, at Reds opportunity? I remember sitting on my bed and I got an email from the Reds to um, go into that like emerging squad that they always have first. And I was stoked. I was not expecting it. Um, and I was obviously just happy playing Bond, like um, just enjoying playing footy again and – yeah, to go into that camp and then kind of see where I fit there was awesome. Like, and again, there was so much talent up there as well. So wasn't expecting anything, just wanted to go and give it a red hot crack. Obviously, I was still playing um, Bond 7, so um, I definitely had a focus there. Um, but, yeah, had a pretty good first season at Reds and then, um, yeah, obviously got asked to come back the year after as well. You made your debut, number eight. Um, from memory, you were coming off an injury at the time as well. And then, so what was that debut? Who was that against? And what was your experience doing that? You put me on the spot there. Actually, who was that against? I don't even know. There's only know five that. options. Rotars, Rebels, one of them. Yeah. I don't even know who we played first. I really don't. Doesn't matter. Maybe. <laughs> Too bad. Um, it was awesome. I was proud of myself because obviously like you'd know I've been I well, had my fair share of injuries always known to be injured for something um and yeah to be able to get myself there was um yeah a really proud moment for me and it was special as and I loved who I was playing with um as well so it just makes it even better the people that you surround yourself with yeah was there ever any opportunities from the Wallaroos? Were you like, do you have the chats from the coach? Were you on the right track there? How was that sort of communication? Yeah, there was there was um, some opportunities there, um, especially for the Pony Squad. But I I did have a few phone calls. Yeah, it wasn't something that I felt like I wanted to do though, and I don't know if it was because of the influence I had from my friends who were already playing NRLW that I'd kind of maybe just checked out a bit. And the more I played um, higher professional rugby union, the more I disliked it. Okay. And that's, yeah. Well, what makes you think that's, that, you reckon? That's the first time I said that out loud. Um, <laughs> I think because it is such a, it can be a really structured game. And that sounds weird saying that when I play league and I feel like that's very structured. But um as a number eight, yeah, I feel like I don't want to just catch the ball right on the line and like 
just run into contact. I think I was used to playing sevens and even club for 15s, there's so much more space just because of obviously who sometimes you're versing and you um, get that trust from your teammates to be able to run the ball more. So you saw more ball in club. Yeah, okay. I guess the fence yeah. gets better the higher you get too. So yes. you're more structured to what you're you know, yeah. meant to do. Yeah, definitely. That's an interesting take. Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, the obviously the other season I did for Reds, I was just like, oh, like I enjoyed it. I loved obviously the coach and the girls, but I was like, I can't see myself doing this long-term. So the Wallaroos for me wasn't, yeah, something that I... It wasn't I, the goal. Nah. Yeah, fair nah. enough. And when I accepted that, because obviously the amount of time I've spent training for 15s, I was like, I knew it wasn't, yeah, something I wanted to do. So I needed a change. I guess as we move, before we move on into the league world, um, because so Bond obviously played a massive role in my life. I know it did for you as well. Mm. You look back at your memories at that club. Do you, I guess, did it shape you as a player? What's your, I guess, what's your takeaways from that club? Oh, definitely. I've met um, some of my lifelong friends at Bond. Um, it definitely has shaped me as a player as well. Um, not only the coaches that have coached me there, the girls, um, the club as a whole. I love it there and I always have there's always a spot in my heart for it. Um, I have some of the best memories, honestly, um, and sporting moments as well, the travelling with the girls, um, all the events that we've been to, everything. I love it. Like, I really love it. Um, so what come next for you was a big step. Obviously, the Brisbane Broncos came knocking. Uh, NRLW was starting to take flight. It was a real opportunity for women to make a living out of this sport. Uh, I guess, how the initial conversations happen and what made you even get excited about possibly playing league? So obviously I was living with Millie, um, Meeks and Loz and there was always like, there was always like conversations that were like, oh, so if you want to try league. And I remember I was coming home from Reds and obviously there was that commute from Brisbane and I'd come home and I'm like, you know, I'd just been training for two, two, two and a half hours sweaty as just they'd come home showered being like oh yeah we just showered at the club like just being fed all of that and I was like oh it must be nice um <laughs> but yeah so conversations started happening then um during my red season I actually turned down a Broncos contract for that first season okay um because I wanted to have I think I was scared of making that change too early and I really wanted to have a good crack at playing reds um, and I was really enjoying playing at Bond and I knew I couldn't play finals if I took the contract. Um, so that was hard for me to be like, no, I'm not ready yet. Like, I'm just going to keep playing 15s. And I, again, I think I was too nervous to ex like accept the fact that I was done with 15s. Yeah. Um, so I had a phone conversation with Kelvin at the end of Reds and he obviously offered the contract again. Um, and yeah, this time I knew that I was done with time. 15s. Yeah. So, uh, went and obviously had a meeting and things and, um, there was this little PowerPoint presentation about like, what he thinks I'm, you know, really good at and then what we can work on and things like that. And I felt like he had a lot of confidence in me to be a good league player. And at this point still don't know the rules, um, and had no idea. So you haven't played a game yet at this point of league? No, never. Yeah, never. Right. How old are you at this point? 20, oh, I was not, 24. 24, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, I didn't even watch much league, hey. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know too much about it. Obviously, just from what the girls have spoken to me about it, they just said, I think you'll really suit it. And um, I was like, oh, Millie can make the transition that, you know, surely I can. <laughs> <laughs> surely. <laughs> surely. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, remember signing the contract being like, all right, that's it, done, let's do it. And we went into a camp, an army camp, mm. and obviously I'm surrounded by the big names, you know, uh, Shanae, Robbo, Doozy, or oh, Ali, everyone. And yeah. I'm going, I can't believe I'm here. It kind of felt surreal for me. And, yeah, we went into this army camp and it was hell. It was so difficult and just like, you know, woken up. 3am in the morning, you know, pouring cold water on ourselves, like running up hills with ropes and stuff. And so we, that was like our first week of pre-season. So when they told me we had a four-week pre-season, I was like, okay, four weeks to learn how to play a new game. That's fine. Nice. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so I was super nervous for that. And obviously that camp kind of ruled us out for half a week because we're all so sore. So we didn't do like too much training that mm. first week so really it ended up being about three and a half weeks of pre-season and I remember they started playing this like touch game where you had to get back and I was standing there and I was like oh shit I've got to get back like, yeah yeah get back it the was 10. so different yeah. um and just learning the small things as well I um yeah I how'd you go when you got playing the board you any instincts just laid back I was just really slow. Yeah. No, I really like drilled into myself. I'm like, you cannot do that. Like, <laughs> not in front of the big names. Not going to be acceptable. Yeah. No. So, um, I I think I picked it up pretty quick, and I think it was because I was surrounded in the middle by like Talisha Harden, um, Doozy, people like that. I can help you Free on the way. Clark, yeah. So I had a lot of yeah a lot of help around me. Um, two of the props got injured, um, so. Yeah, like I was up against, obviously in terms of like selection, I was mm. up against some pretty big names and t I wasn't expecting to even play and I think I was really like being like, I'm just happy being part of the squad. Yeah, yeah. happy just training, being <laughs> mm. here, yeah. Um, and I remember sitting, um, we went upstairs and we're sitting in the room and we're talking about like the focus for this first game against Newcastle Knights and obviously coming up against like rivalries like Millie, yeah. um, Meeks as well that, you know, had left the Bronx. And I guess, I uh, yeah, I was just sitting there just, you know, not expecting to be picked. Um, and yeah, the number eight, funny number eight. Mm. Um, and then he called out my name for my debut. I'd be starting and, I, w I probably have never been more proud of myself to get to that point because there was a lot of like self-doubt for me, I think. And um, yeah, to think that oh, I'm going to be making my debut starting against Knights. I was stoked. Yeah. I was so happy. We look at the Brisbane Broncos, one of the biggest names and clubs in the country across all sports. Um, when you, were you training at Red Hill? Yeah. Even going there, like, in you know, legends. Ah, it was surreal. Yeah. Absolutely surreal. Did you just pinch yourself when you were being there? Yeah, I, I did. And even, like, walking in and having, like, a locker with my name on it, I'm like, that's just crazy, um, but awesome. So you made that debut against, obviously, your good mate, Millie. 
Um, I remember watching the game, actually. Didn't you have a couple of carries directly at her, a few from the kickoff? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm like, I swear they'd just be like, target her because she's new. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. But no, I remember running out and being like, I'm playing in the NRL right now. This is crazy. And it was a really good crowd too because Newcastle really um, get behind their yeah. women. Um, obviously, small town. Um, and the men had just played prior to that to us as well. And I remember the kickoff and I just see the ball coming towards like my side to my half. And yeah, I knew that first hit up. I'm just going to get absolutely rolled, but I remember palming off Millie. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. And I was like, yes, good. Did One let, good thing I've let, done. Did you let her know it too, the chat? Yeah, no, nah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I think, I can't remember what she said to me in a scrum, but it was that like, really positive and she was like, good job, Sophie, like you're doing well. Yeah. And I was like, that's just the best. Um, but yeah, that was a surreal moment for me, but yeah, crazy. It was so good. I couldn't believe how hard. It was to play in the middle. Like, it's so hard. Yeah, so playing prop, making the switch, was that always the, the, the plan or how did you actually become to playing up front? I think it was the plan, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was always like, do you play second row, do you play front row? Um, and at first at training, I started off playing front row and I just couldn't get it. Like, I just, like, the reloading and what play was next and get to the four point, the six one. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and then I went to second row and I had a really good training session there and I was like, oh, I love this. This is good. Mm. And then he put me back in front row and I'm like, oh, I'm just getting confused now. But I just, yeah, got a love for front row, I think. I honestly just get bashed and bash people. So There you go. Yeah, love the contact. It's, yeah, it's so different. How'd you go off the scrums? Obviously not pushing. Uh, any experience scrums that? aren't even scrums. No, they're yeah. not. But did, yeah. you, did you get the instinct to push when you first <laughs> packed down? Or? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, but you use it, I feel like you use it more for just a break. Yeah. Bit of a breather. Um, yeah. I don't even really know the point. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> a, that's a story still. for another day, I reckon. But. Yeah, definitely. So obviously on that side, you had um, your good mate, Emily Bass, yes. playing the Broncos. She played that game, I believe, with you. Yeah. Did it make it a bit easy having a, a, you know, a good friend with you? Yeah, it definitely did. Um, not, I think even the group as a whole, like oh, I just got accepted from the start. Um, it's probably one team that literally everyone went there and every single training session, everyone just put in 100%. And I think I'd been in environments that probably weren't like that, like people just played to play and that's kind of it. But, um, yeah, they wanted to win. And, yeah, it was probably the first environment that I'd been a part of that had that mentality. And, yeah, I just got accepted and some of my best mates now, uh, some of those girls. So um pretty awesome to especially with Bassie too like we've had some great sporting memories together yeah um so yeah that was special so obviously you burst onto the scene um playing I think got five or six caps with the Broncos and then you got selected for the Prime Minister's Australian team um that was obviously what had that come to be tell me a bit about that <laughs> I was on the bus and Kelvin got on and we just lost um our semi against the Eels um and I actually Probably wasn't supposed to be playing. I'd done a ligament in my elbow and that was like a last minute call up um, to play lock as well. So mm. position that I Did, didn't haven't done. Know. Yeah. yeah. Um, literally running on the field going, 
do you, where do I stand? Like, I don't know. Um, and he got on the bus and he was just like, oh, Soph, what are you doing next next week? And I was like, I don't know, I'll be back at work, I guess. Mm. Like, that sucks, we lost. And he's like, okay, sweet. Um, and he asked Bassie as well. And yeah, then I, did I give a phone call, email? I can't remember, but yeah, got the call up and yeah, went into a week camp, which was awesome. Mm. It was so good. Um, was not expecting it at all. Didn't really know what it was, to be honest. Yeah. So that's like, obviously it's not the, the Dillaroos. Yeah. It's the, I guess the, the next generation coming through. How do yeah. they sort of picture it? I think it, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, and okay. it was, I think obviously because it was before World Cup, mm. it was for a lot of the girls to, um, get an opportunity to shine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And prove themselves. And you see, like, obviously the likes of, like, Chapo, mm. um, Loz Brown had an absolute ripper of the game, Shanae, and all those girls um, got selected to go. So, yeah, okay. Um, and again, for me, it was like, cool, I just get another game of league, which yeah. is good. I get to, you know, learn a bit more, play with different people um, and, yeah, get obviously in the mix of that group, which was so special. So it was at Suncorp Stadium against PNG um, in the green and gold. You sung the national anthem. What was that like? Obviously, family and friends, I'm assuming, were there as well. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did come up, which was awesome. Um, and yeah, it was unreal because I kind of always thought I, I knew, like, I definitely wanted to make it there, but um, I didn't know if it was going to be for Union or for league. I couldn't believe it was for League because I'd only played, I think, five games six games a league so um yeah to get that opportunity was amazing mm. and you guys had a pretty dominant win from memory as well yeah yeah we did it was good fun did you uh, get a try no no i didn't get a try just did some they did the tough stuff <laughs> eh? <laughs> tough stuff in the middle that's for the backs all right so i want to sort of pivot here something i i forgot to mention uh your nickname chewy <laughs> which uh, do you get that in league as well yeah you do, I do. So I guess explain to the people why on earth you're called Chewy. I actually love that I get this opportunity to say this because the amount of people that are like Chewbacca, um, does that mean like you're like real hairy? And I'm like, that is <laughs> Yeah, revolting. that could actually be bad, eh? <laughs> uh, no. So I'm like, okay, great. I get to explain this. So um, it's the most boring story ever. But I my first ever Gators training, like I said, for sevens, I was really sick. So gross. I was really sick with sinusitis, so just so blocked up. And Jess Elliston, um, she was obviously training at Gators too. That was the first time I met her. And I we'd just done a conditioning block and I was dying. And I like just went <laughs> spat on the ground like the feral I am. For anyone knows me at training. Um That's right, you're just a footy girl, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um I'll cop that. And she was like, oh, Chewbacca. Literally, don't know why she said it, but from then I have been called... There's no actual correlation between... None. <laughs> See, when I explain this, it doesn't make sense. Insane though, Jess is a bit of a character, isn't she? Oh, so. she's so loud yeah. and outgoing and whatever she thinks comes out of her mouth. So, um I mean, if anyone's going to get a nickname, it's going to be from her. Yeah. And yeah, so she called me Chewbacca and then she, <laughs> if you hear her today, she'll call me Chewdangery oh, and okay. it just like rolls off the tongue. It's, um, we've expanded. <laughs> yeah, we have. So 
actually Ben was like, oh, Ben Gollings, when mm. he met me for the first time, he's like, oh, you're Chewy. And so literally everyone started. That's no good. The head coach from the top. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this has just become a thing. And that's when I knew I was like, okay, that's stuck. And so now in a footy world, if I'm called Sophie, it's either you don't um, like know me <laughs> very well yeah. yet, um, either a new coach, but everyone calls me Chewy, even BMD now. Um, it's pretty much just Chew. Yeah, right. They've shortened it. Yeah, so that we've cut it down. Because if I got called Chewbacca, like I'd be like, oh, damn it, silly. There you go, and it continues to to shine now, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Everyone calls me Chewy. There you go. So the more you know. Um, so we sort of pivot here, I guess, before we go on to your next sort of stage. I want to talk about, I guess, the women's sport in general. Um, how you f- you found obviously being on both sides, um, the growth, I guess, from the sevens pathway to now the rugby league. It continues to get better and better. Girls are making full-time livings now. I guess what's your sort of take on the state of the of women's uh, sport as a whole? You can see how much it's growing each year. And I guess I think for a lot of girls in union at the moment, they're seeing NRLW just shoot. Mm. Um, obviously, with the expansion of the competition and um, the contracts, the minimum payment for women now too. But... You look at, obviously, sevens, I think, specifically. Even, um, I think, fifteens and getting the opportunities to um, have that tiered system with their contracts now too. So each year it gets better. And I think, obviously, union definitely are behind. Yeah. Majorly, especially with their Super W girls and probably more, obviously, speaking on money terms but yeah i was gonna say what do you sort of is it just for the financial aspect of it is a massive difference um is other areas i guess you being in both programs that you notice the, the key differences yeah definitely i think sevens you get it's hard i think sevens you get a lot out of the program because um they definitely push you to be that professional um player mm-hmm. and you get opportunities in sevens for travel yeah so I think for a lot of the girls, it pays off like obviously the opportunities to travel overseas with the Aussie team um, as that maybe 13th man. You see a lot more of that these days. Even the Aussie A girls going um, overseas to play as a team. Mm. Um, So they get a lot of travel. I think where it's lacking is definitely 15s. Um, The Super W side, I don't think they have the following that they should Mm. And I think that's really disappointing and I don't think they have the support behind them. And in saying, it's probably rugby in general in this country. 100%. You look at the between the... Sorry, you go. I was just going to say, you can tell with the men this yeah. year too and mm. how much people just aren't yeah. getting behind it. You look at, I guess, league has the domestic game on lock, but the, the, I guess the difference that Union has is that world opportunity. You see the Levi girls, they're traveling the world now. That's probably the, the law that... Union still has, but from a Super W point of view against NRLW, it's hard to compete. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why you see, especially this season, a lot of Union girls have been contracted. Because they can, they can go make a, you know, a year's wage playing this shorter season. It's, it's life-changing for some of these girls. Exactly. And a lot of girls that are young too, mm. you know, that 18 to 20 mark, and yeah. that's massive for them. Um, yeah, so I think that's the, the biggest difference between them both but yeah in terms of sevens obviously yeah you like you said you get that 
travel, world yeah, travel. Okay. 15's very, yeah, segregated. And this, I'm saying that this launched, uh, World Rugby's just launched a new national competition for women um, for the Wallaroos to play every year. So you can, it's good to see they're you know, in, investing in it, uh, but domestically got some work to do, I think. Definitely. And I think, obviously, if it's like you, like if they put in the work that, you know, like actually give them opportunity, then you'll, you're going to see it thrive. Yeah. And you think about NRLW and like last year, obviously, even previous years, but for me as a player coming in for a season at the end of last year to what I've just been um, offered in, you know, contract and opportunity, that it's a massive difference. Yeah. I'm moving states and, you know, obviously a minimum contract now for women in NRLW is Mm $30,000. A lot of money. Compared to the $10,000 it was at the end of last year. And that'll continue to grow too. 100%. Yeah. Um, And definitely as a competition, it's moving towards full time. And that's what women want. Yeah, definitely. We want to play footy. So. Well, I guess you would agree um, over the years, like... Watching the women's sport, whether it's union or league, the standard obviously starting wasn't there. But now you look at the, the skills; it's exceptional to watch. Like I love watching NRLW, Super W as well. Like the skill level is is huge, and it shows you what you do. You put these talented athletes in a professional program, what it can do. Mm, yeah, exactly right. And give us the time, and we'll like invest in it mm. too. Um, and I think that's yeah, I think that's massive. Hey, so I guess. On that, you touched on it earlier in the year. We saw um, the NRLW new bargaining agreement. There was a bit of back and forth with the NRL, I guess, from a player's point of view, for someone that, that doesn't understand it. How would you explain, I guess, what sort of went on during that period? If you can, that <laughs> Yeah, is. yeah. So I I obviously um, am not a part of like the RLPA or yeah. anything like that. Obviously got um, a little bit of inside info from some of the girls that are. Um, there was heaps of meetings, um, a lot of back and forth. Uh, but yeah, pretty much from what my understanding was, was, um, the, um, players association said, Hey, this is fair. And the NRL just kept nitpicking it. So, um, they did an amazing job to pretty much agree on our contracts and obviously what's been, um, agreed on now. So, to be honest, I actually don't know too much about it because yep. um, I am so new to, in the system. Mm-hmm. So um, all I know is obviously grateful. You've got <laughs> for, it done. It's on the up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was, a, it was a tough period because obviously we're playing BMD and we if we got injured, we there's an opportunity for us to not be given a contract. Mm. So... It was a tough time. It's I think. hard. You've got to play footy, you know. Exactly. Get... And especially for me because I was new, I was like, I need the game time, so yeah. I'm going to play. Mm. Um, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Obviously, there was contract talks um, and, you know, we'd been speaking to coaches and things like that. But, um, yeah, nothing set in stone, nothing signed. So so that was the issue. I was obviously speaking to a few of the girls in similar situations to you. They, they didn't know where they were going. They didn't have any clear answers what club, the contracts. They had nothing. And that was only a few months ago. Yeah, exactly, and it yeah, which is unheard of in the men's game, obviously. Definitely, yeah. Um, and yeah, there was definitely that, yeah, period of time where we we're all just a bit uneasy. Um, and then when we got the go ahead, it was we literally signed straight away. So, yeah. um, you, I think most people like had a handshake to be like, yeah, I'm I'm coming yeah, to okay. this team. Um, 
So as soon as the contracts came out, we knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a tough time. And from a broadcast point of view, I just saw Channel Nines they're airing every game. Fox League's doing the same. There's programming during the week. Uh, obviously, Millie's you know she's on Fox now doing a bit of work. So the opportunities on and off the field are really there for for the young athletes. Yeah, definitely. And you'll find that the clubs are getting those girls to come and work in the clubs yeah, as okay, well. Cool. So um, there's an opportunity for that to just be more involved um, in NRL as a whole. So it's not just play footy. It's like play footy, but we'll help you do what you want to do off the field. as well. Yeah, yeah. well. Um, I guess if we look at where you're at now, um, so Noel, along with the Brisbane Broncos, just signed the Canberra Raiders their first year in the competition. Um, did Broncos want you back? or How was that process of coming to the Raiders? Yeah, I obviously had an opportunity too. Mm. And um, I had to look at it, obviously, in a bigger picture and my development as a player. And... I, it was really it was a tough decision um, between a couple um, a couple of clubs, but I found that when I was at Bronx, I was working too much. So just being in like Queensland, mm. I don't stop, and people know me for it too. They're like, "How do you do it so like you literally don't stop working." Yeah. And I genuinely love my job and I love all my clients I work with. Um, but I can't say no to people. And it's something Too nice. that, yeah, <laughs> I, it's something that I've had to like really like teach myself probably over this last six months as well is to try and slow down. But I genuinely, I just can't. Yeah. And I think I'm just passionate about it. That's why you're I successful do. on the go, you know? Uh, yeah, thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just thought there was a few times that I was like, Oh, imagine what I could do with footy if I put in the time and the recovery and, you know, got eight hours of sleep a night. Um, like a professional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when I, like, first got um, the Zoom call from Raiders, I, well, because my manager called and he's like, hey, so if, you know, they want to have a chat. And I was like, okay, like, I'm open, open to, yeah, yeah, to discussions, but... Okay, the first thing, I'll just say this, but the first thing that came into my head, I was like, oh, God, Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cold. I did that time when I lived in Tassie. And um, I was like, yeah, no, I'm still, like, obviously open to a chat. And, yeah, had a, um, a really good meeting um, with the coach and the manager. And there was something about it that I was like, ah, oh, like, why not? Mm. Like, I've been on the coast now for 10 years. Um I've always wanted to move somewhere, um, but I never could with Union. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I obviously went down to, to Canberra. I loved the facilities. Um, everyone in the club was so nice and they were so invested in the NRLW team. Um, had a great chat to Ricky Stewart. And there you go. Yeah, and... Um, just the physios, people in um, obviously all sorts of teams were coming up and people in media coming up being like, hey, this is what I do and, yeah, cool. you know, really invested in it. So um, there's something about the club that I just really liked. I guess it's a fresh slate too, new club, new team. Like you get to start from the ground up, which is exciting. Yeah, exactly right. And I think that's to be a foundation player is um, – literally a once-in-a-lifetime mm. opportunity. So 
um, I just thought about it more and more and I was like, you know what, like I can step away from work for a little bit um, and really focus on footy and kind of see how I go. So who's the head coach down there? Darren Borthwick. So he obviously has S&C background yep. with a few of the female teams, um, assistant coach at the Eels. Cool. And I really like his um, coaching perspective, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, yeah, he's got good ideas and he's just a good human. So I'm really excited to get down there. And obviously it makes it easier with that transition to coming from Burley Bears. Both halves are heading down okay. as well. That's good. Have some familiar faces. Mm-hmm. So when do you go? I leave in two weeks. Wow. Have I organised anything? Absolutely not. I am, yeah, I'm so excited. May 22nd, I'll make the drive down. So um, So what's it look like from there? You move, you see it settled in, pre-season starts straight away, I'm guessing? Um, it starts on the 29th. Okay. So just obviously giving myself some time to settle in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super blown away this year. got obviously... Um, selected for the emerging Queensland State of Origin squad. Yep. Um, and again, another surreal moment for me going into camp with those girls a couple months ago. Um, you know, each week we're um, given programs and extra running and having to upload our GPS data, <laughs> smarter base, all of that. So, um, yeah, that's been really cool for me. And... Um, obviously that squad's selected after the grand final this weekend. So um, pending that, the girls obviously go into camp yeah, okay. after that. It must give you a lot of confidence now, you know, being in these multiple teams that you actually belong in rugby league now. Do you feel that? I do. And I'm just an absolute sucker for self-doubt. I think, I don't know if it's, um, yeah, just because I don't have as much experience as some of the girls, but I do put a lot of pressure on myself. And I don't know if it's because I have made these teams. Um, but, yeah, it does give me a sense of, like, yeah, a big sense of confidence. Like, I um, I know now that this is where I should be. Yeah, okay. It feels right, so. So what's your expectations for your first year down in the capital? I just want to play some big minutes, play yeah. some good footy. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about the team that we've got down there and, um, obviously new start, like you said, fresh slate. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. Nice. I saw, um, Millie Boyle is not with the Knights now. Yeah. Any chance she's coming what to you a or scandal? No, she's signed with the Roosters. Oh, that's I haven't seen that. Haven't you? Is that out? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, so Millie signed with the Roosters. Um, they always get the big names, don't they, the Roosters? I don't know how, right. they, how do they fit them on that cap? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for well, it. Well, that's good. At least you guys are somewhat close too. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, so who you got first up? Round one, do you know? I'm not pushing that. You don't know, do you? No, we've been given the draw. Ah, uh, who is it? Maybe Sharks? Okay, I saw um, Tonegato's there. Yeah, the unreal. Former seven star. So She's a weapon. I look forward to seeing how she goes as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, that's exciting. I look forward to seeing you on the big screen doing your thing. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I want to sort of touch on, I guess, outside footy a little bit. You mentioned what you do for work, uh, you, you know, disability support worker, something you, I know you love so much. Um, I guess... 
take me back to how that originally started for you and, and why you love it so much because it can be a pretty demanding role. Yeah, it can be. Mentally exhausting sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I was working as a barista. Mm-hmm. I'd been accepted in a double degree for teaching at uni. Didn't want to do it. Just I was done studying. Um, and one of my friends actually said, hey, I work with this quadriplegic um, privately. Do you want to give it a crack? Because I just wasn't – well, I wasn't enjoying work, obviously. I yeah. hate hospitality. <laughs> um, obviously good at it because I love chatting with people yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, they, um, they wouldn't leave yeah. with you. Well, <laughs> Chat the off. I know. Got some good regulars, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and so – Kind of just was like, oh, why not? I'll give it a crack. Um, and I went and met Sean in Coolangatta. And honestly, that guy now has had such a positive influence on my life. And he's not only someone I work with, like he genuinely is one of my friends. Mm. Um, and yeah, he is amazing. So I... Started work with him and then I got a call from Millie that same week and she's like, hey, Hannah needs another support worker. Um, Would you be keen? And I was like, I have no time at the moment to fit this in. But yeah, sure. And I got to the point where I was like, oh, I don't actually need to work in hospitality anymore because I was absolutely flogging myself Mm. trying to fit everything everything. in and train for footy. And then I'd go from footy down to work and yeah it was just because you do those brutal night shifts don't you as well i started off yeah will i do them now if i have to don't want to yeah so how does that work 24 hours do you sleep when they sleep no you're all you're all go you're up okay so i was going there was a point in time and this is just crazy but i was um i'd work with um hannah in the arvo and then i'd shoot off to red's training and then I'd go straight from Red's training to an active overnight. Mm. So I'd start at nine at night and stay awake until nine in the morning. And then I'd go down to Cooley and work. Jesus. And then I would have some sleep and, yeah, do it all again. So it was, yeah, pretty stupid when I think about it now. But um, I think I just wanted to – I'm such a people pleaser. <laughs> I just say yes and I just go with the flow. So – um, yeah, it definitely got to a point where I was like, oh, well, I don't need to work in this cafe anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm happy working for, yeah, these clients. And then from that, it's literally through word of mouth. And yeah, okay. obviously, cause I was working with myself, um, I then would take them to like their exercise physiologist and things like that. And I'd be chatting with them and then they'd be like, oh, can I have your number just in case, um, you know anyone needs a support worker yep. and I'd be like, I have no time, but here, here it is. It. Yeah. And then I get all these phone calls and that's how I've got half of my private clients now. So you sort of work for yourself, but have your own clients. Yeah. Uh, is that how yeah, it works? Yeah. yeah you yeah. kind of just work off your own ABN. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, Josh Fui obviously contacted me being like, Hey, do you need more work? Mm. Do I say no? I don't. Of course not. I'm like, yeah, I, Sure. Like, I'll help out. Yeah. And so that's where I started working for Carers Collective, um, a company that I love. Um, I 
have now kind of stepped back from a support worker role with private clients to um, operations manager there. Cool. So you're sort of overseeing the whole all yeah, like other so, people's yeah. clients. Yeah. And because I found like I have really good, obviously, relationships with a lot of clients um, and I know how to speak to people because yeah. I love having a chat, clearly. Um, and so I was like, yeah, you know what? If they see me in this role, I'm going to give it a crack. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it would give me a lot more um, routine during the week too because obviously with support works comes a lot of like, oh, come this You're time. Everywhere, this. Oh, yeah. my gosh, yeah. yeah, lived in my car. Yeah, okay. Um, and, yeah, so it was cool kind of seeing what happens behind the scenes, um, obviously because I just worked privately. So um, I was working for um, as a team leader for one of the clients um, in Palm Beach that we mm-hmm. have and – I was like, why not add some more things to my plate? Let's keep it keep it going. But yeah, I love it. It challenges me and I have to use my brain and I love that. Yeah. So how's this? I guess you can do it somewhat remotely um, when you move to Canberra? Yes, I can. There you go. Yeah, which is, um, which is awesome. So yeah, I'll be working from home when I get down there. Um, and obviously being given an opportunity to work, um, you know, help out in the club and things like that as well. So I'll just see how um, everything kind of goes. So I'm interested, like, so I had an experience um, doing commentary for uh, wheelchair rugby. So a lot of, you know, para-athletes doing their thing. And from that perspective, it was just extraordinary to see these people. I'm curious that I'm sure the influence you have on them is huge. But tell me a bit about the influence these types of wonderful people have on you as a person as well. Yeah, so much, hey. Um, you, I think you see, like, another side of life. And I'm really lucky in the sense of, the clients I work with are all amazing and I'll speak about Sean specifically because mm. he is like another dad figure for me. Um, he is a massive union fan, massive league fan, um, watches every single one of my games. He's like a coach. He um, can tell when... And this is so bad because like you, when you work in disability, obviously anything personal that you've got going on, you don't bring it into work. It's yeah. kind of like anywhere you work. Yeah. Um, but he just knows me so well that he knows when something's up. I've vented to him about everything. And when I mean everything, like I mean everything. Yeah. Like talk about, um, yeah, anything, footy, boys, this, that, anything. Yeah. He loves it all. He loves the so girls. become almost a mentor for you as 100% well. 100% he has, definitely. Um, yeah, so they have a massive impact on, um, on you, definitely. And for me to be leaving is really, really difficult. Telling him was literally one of the hardest things. And it actually had, um, a massive impact on my decision as well. So when I was making the decision, I was thinking about, and that's me as a person as well, I think, but... Um, I was thinking about how it's going to affect them. Hundred percent. Yeah. How was he? Obviously happy for you. I'm assuming <laughs> he was really quiet because <laughs> he knew that I was like making a decision, and I definitely let him know that hey, this is an option, and I'm thinking about it. And he at first was like, hmm, oh yeah, all right, cool, cool. That that's an awesome opportunity. But hey, how good would the Titans be? He's like, <laughs> he's a massive Titans yeah, supporter. Yeah. Um, Was that ever an option, Gold Coast? 
Yes. It was? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's sort of get out of your hometown sort of thing. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um, and, yeah, when I told him, we were driving in the car and I, I just knew I had to tell him this one day and I'm sitting in the car and I felt like I was in school again. I was like, I feel like I'm Sweaty in trouble. Sweaty palms, just dreading it, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how do I start this conversation? And so I was just sitting there and I was really quiet and we hadn't spoken anything about footy and he, um, he goes, so, so, if... Um, any more news? Because obviously he watches yeah. NRL like crazy. So he sees obviously the news and the things like that. And it's on. like, oh, you know, contracts are, you know, yeah. the um, option to sign is open. And and he, he goes, yeah, any, um, any more news? And I was like, oh, funny you uh, brought that up actually, Sean. And he looks at me, he's like, oh, that doesn't sound too good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, but... And he was so supportive and he's so excited for me um, to obviously just get away. And, um, yeah, I've obviously with his um, team of, like, again, it's all through word of mouth. Um, some of the Bond girls are working with him yeah, now. Cool. So, um, yeah, he's got, he's got good people around him and um, obviously – I'll be back. Yeah. Gold Coast is my home. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like a, I'm not gone forever. I'll just, I'll see you soon. It's a bit of so, experience for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll be watching every game. That's oh, for sure. hands down. And yeah. he'll be messaging me being like, you did this right. You did this wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keeping you, keeping yeah. you honest. Love 100%. that. 100%. Uh, I guess if we look at now, we're sort of back to footy a little bit. Um, where, what you've achieved so far across all multiple codes. Is there one moment that stands out amongst them all? Or, you know, a few. Yeah, so probably um, winning Aeon with the girls. Mm. Like I said, that's one of my most favourite moments. Yeah. Um, and then I think the debut for Broncos mm. as well. Those two specifically, I think, because they were really special for me um, and obviously coming off the back of injury and things like that. Um obviously just personal life too, um, to get myself where I am is really special. Do you get to keep that jersey, the Broncos debut jersey? Yes, Do you get it? yes, yeah. and they embroidered it oh, nice. as well, which was really nice, yeah. Um, one thing obviously, you know, it hasn't all been smooth sailing. Injuries along the way have been tough. A uh, couple I've got here, hamstring, stress fractures, your pelvis, cartilage damage, ankles, knees, elbows. You've been through it all, Soph. Um, yeah. What, what makes you just keep getting back off the canvas and, and fighting back from these, you know, tough mentally to go through as well? I think this sounds so bad, but you get used to it. Mm. And I start to enjoy the grind yeah, okay. um, and accept that it's just a part of the sport. Um, when you're playing contact sport, you can't... You can't hide from it. Yeah, exactly right. So um, I know, I think what gives me confidence is that I keep coming back and making these teams and just improving. Um, and I just have a hunger for it too. Like I just want to be better. Yeah. And that's why I put so much pressure on myself because I just want to be the best player. So, um, yeah, I, it doesn't really phase me now and everyone's like, Oh, like another injury or this, that is what it is. Like rehab, move on, let's go. So that's the only attitude you can have. Yeah, that's it. And, um, there's, I laugh because I'm like, you know, walking upstairs, my knees hurt and this hurts. So I get to training. I'm like, right, sweet, let's go. I'm ready. Um, and I don't think that 
will ever change. And when it does, then I know it's time to retire. Fair enough. Yeah. Examples, I saw you obviously last year at the Noosa Sevens. Um, you did your knee and then the girls made it to the final. You're hobbling up the sole in your brace, still cheering, still oh, trying to get involved. I know. I loved it. Gee, that almost put me in a wheelchair, that um, that tournament. Um, but, yeah, like I'll, I'll just keep going. Like I really – I don't – care for injuries like it is what like I said it is what it is um and yeah I did the my anterior syndesmosis that day um just after I redid the ligament in my elbow and um it's like the terminator yeah, <laughs> is literally on. and there was something going on with my hand I had no grip strength whatsoever I couldn't put any pressure in it um, I remember you telling me you're about to go to Europe on a big holiday back then as well. And you I got- was literally leaving the Wednesday after, and like I was lucky. I've got a really good relationship with both Reds physios for sevens and fifteens, and they were running over to me and being like, "Okay, like what do we need to do? Yeah, um, what's going on?" And they checked me out, and they obviously know me mm. really well. Um, and one of them was like, "All right, sweet. I'll contact the surgeon. We'll get this. Like if you need surgery, we'll put you through, and then you can get." On your bike yeah. to, to Europe. Did you have the op? Did you need it in the end? So I didn't, no, because it was only anterior. So mm. I just was like, moon boot. The show goes on. Yeah. yeah. So I got over to Europe. The moon boot lasted on for, I think, about seven days. And I was like, ah, oh, this will be right. So this is you getting sore stuff with the girls yeah, over in the UK, eh? Yeah. And <laughs> then I got back and my ankle was still huge. Mm. And I was like, oh, I should probably like suss this out now. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah. And um, there was a bit of separation between like my tib and fib, but the surgeon, I saw him Chris, Chris, oh, not Christmas Eve, but just like the day before, I think just when they're about to close. Yeah, okay. And they were closing over Christmas and mm. they weren't going to be open again until the 19th. So if I needed surgery, I needed to make this appointment so that I could get the surgery like before the 19th if that makes okay sense. yeah so um i remember i was driving up from work mm. work shock. shock right and i was working to a time that i knew that i'd be pushing it to make this appointment in brisbane but i'll you know pedal to the metal i'll make it and there was a car crash on the <laughs> m1 i've never been so stressed in my life i called and i was like hey guys like you know, it was really hard to get in with this surgeon. Mm. They're like, okay, like it's fine. We understand this sort of stuff happens. And then there was a car fire at that Underwood spot. Mm. And so that was extra time. And I'm just so stressed driving up. Like I need to make this appointment. They're like, if you don't make it by 4.15, then like we can't do the appointment. And I was like, well, I've committed now. So I've got, <laughs> I've got, got to, to get there. I think I got there by like 4.11 and I like ran in the door and I'm like, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) And the surgeon's like, okay, so like there's a bit of separation, but um, you've, you know, it's been seven weeks now. So um, just rehab and see how you go. Definitely don't have the range of motion anymore. But Well, how how are you currently? How is the body? (laughs) Yeah, look, it's all right. Once I got back from um, Europe, I had to have, Surgery on my knee for my meniscus that I did in the first game playing for Bond. Um, And so that was my first surgery. I'm having a bit of trouble with my knee now, but it's just a bit niggly. Um, But apart from that, I'm pretty good. Good to go. 
good to go. You've got plenty of footy ahead of you this year. Yes, absolutely, which is so exciting. So I want to touch on, just as we look to wrap up here a little bit, uh, obviously you've been on tour a few different times. You've got has a very funny teammates. Is there any particular stories that come to mind over your time playing with those Reds oh. or league? Jeez. Or... Put you on the spot there, I know. I, I just, know, I'm trying to think of some. Obviously a few sevens tours as well you've had over the time. Yeah. What sort of stories do you want? Well, how far you want to go, it's up to you, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, you'd like to know, actually. No, no, don't be talking about that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Obviously, any any particular characters that are uh, obviously you've had a few in your time? Yeah, Laurie Kramer. She is an absolute train Wallaroo. Yes, um, I was roommates with her. <laughs> oh gosh, I was roommates with her in Townsville when we were playing for um, the Aussie A side. Um, and the girls were just about to head over to Rio. Um, and that was like my first international sevens experience, which is amazing. Um, her as a person, man, she just makes me laugh. Um, she's an absolute character. Annabelle Cody for the Reds. Oh my goodness. I've never met anyone like her. She is so funny. Um, I'm just trying to think of like a specific story. Jeez, there's been so many. Many teammates having you along the way. Um, that's all right. I can't find any. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What's uh? Obviously, I've had a bit to do with Millie at Bond over the over the years. What's she like? She's a bit of a character, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's a character. She is a character. Um, but like when she's in her footy environment, she's she's, she's locked she's in. All, yeah, she's all footy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a few of us that are like you know can make a bit of a joke. And well, you, you are one person. Your laugh is infectious. Oh when you get God. going, I can't. Everyone joins in. Honestly, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Um, alrighty. So what I'll do, I'll sort of wrap up here. I want to run through just rapid fire questions, uh, whatever comes to mind. Oh, we've done this before. Okay. Yeah, these are a bit different though. Actually, you know what? Mm. When you said, remember when you said like where you want to go and I said Europe? I've done that now. So hit me. So hopefully yeah, it's something new. I just manifest your dreams. Yeah, right exactly. Here. Here to help exactly. us off. <laughs> um, okay, so you go on your biggest night out ever. You got three teammates to hop in the cab with you. Who are the three? Uh, could it be any? Any. Oh, sorry. This is rapid. This is whatever you want. Got to go. <laughs> Katie Costello, Mel Wilkes, and Stephanie Rutherford. That's a good combo right there. Yeah. Wilkes is a weapon. She gets me, oh. me laughing. <laughs> Milk, love it. And I'll let everyone know that I came up with that nickname. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, right. So I'll cop that. There you go. CC, love Costello too. She's yeah. one of a kind. She is. Um, the best coach you ever had? Setu. And Lawrence. Both of them. They're sort of in tandem, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah. are. They um, are for those that know, they're obviously Bond rugby yeah. coaches. Um, toughest opponent in either code? Um, I would say... Mm, Grace Kemp mm-hmm. and for the Brumbies. And I think for league, I'll go Millie. Favourite player to play with? Bassie. Fair. Yeah. Um, who's the quirkiest, funniest teammate? Um, <laughs> definitely Doozy from the Bronx. Full, what's the full name? Chelsea, Lena Doozy. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. People won't know who that is. <laughs> um, and again, this is a bit more heavier to finish. What is the ultimate dream for Sophie Holloman? Where are we going, Soph? 
I want to play Origin mm-hmm. and I want to play for the Dillaries. Nice. Um, and I'll see the rise of women's sports. You become a role model, I'm sure, for many young women. What's your advice for young girls wanting to play, you know, Union League professionally? Just, oh, just get in there and give it a crack. Even, obviously, like if you're new to the sport, um, just surround yourself with good people, get yourself into a good team and just keep grinding. On that note, Sophie Holman, thank you very much for joining us. Thank Um, you for having me. No worries. All the best down in Canberra and I, I can't wait to see you do your thing. Thank you so much.